It's time for the percolator. 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 You are listening to the Morning Perks podcast with me, your host, Bill Clements. Join us as we hear from some of the industry's biggest management and supplier leaders with insights into trends, best practices, and how to get the most out of your GCAA membership. Welcome to Morning Perks. Let's go. Welcome to Morning Perks Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Clements. We're very excited to have you here with us today listening. This morning, we have an extra special treat for you. Your executive director, Tim Graham, is here to talk all things GCAA and industry related. Ms. Graham, how are you? I'm great, Bill. It's so nice to be here with you. I don't think I've been on Morning Perks since our first season, so it's nice to be back. I don't think you have either, and it's very nice to have you here. Does it does it feel special? Because it's special for us. Well, it feels special because you know it's a beautiful day, and here we are at the start of our third season. Um, and so, who couldn't be more excited? And you have great energy, so I, I'm going to feed off of that great energy. Well, I know you've listened. I know that you're a fan, and I use air quotes, and you can't see me doing the air quotes. But do you feel like this was your baby? Do you feel like Morning Perks is going the way you hoped it would go? Well, I will give credit where credit is due. Morning Perks is actually the baby of our former board president, Russell Tyndall with Southwood Realty. He wanted us to do this for at least a year before we decided to do it. And we also kind of came along kicking and screaming because none of us were astute on podcasts. And so we all had to kind of learn but Russell was convinced that podcasts were the wave of the future for us in terms of communication. And I said, let's let's do it. Let's lean in and figure this out. And now it's my adopted child. And I appreciate my, my new adopted child. I'm Russell sorry, Tindall. I can't write it off on a tax return, of course. That's exactly right. So I, you know, I know that you have things that you want to talk about this morning. I would be remiss if we didn't take a very quick look back. We're, you know, we just finished Q1. We're moving into the second quarter and moving towards spring of the year. If you look at the last 90 days or 95 days, I would like to argue if you pull in an extra 15 from the end of last year, it has been a whirlwind of very large, very successful events for the membership put on by you and your staff. If you go back to Bravo, right? Mm-hmm. But the, but you know when you move past Bravo, if you look at the the, the econ breakfast, and the Women in Leadership Conference, and of course, the trade show, and the bowling tournament. It has been a very busy, busy quarter. Do you feel good about those events? I feel very good about those events. I'm I'm ecstatic about what Q1 has brought to us. We had a blowout forecast breakfast, and we had it at the NASCAR Hall of Fame, which was a first time for us doing it there. Um, Our bowling tournament, which raise uh, plenty of money for our education foundation. We're still waiting on the totals of that, but we know it'll be more than last year. And it's our 15th anniversary for our education foundation. So we hope to give away uh, more scholarships than we've ever given away before. Um, Our Women in Leadership Conference was just incredible. We brought that back after being dormant for four years. And so to see that room full of women leaders and a few men, we were so glad to have the men there with us, which, with which you were one of them. Um, We had some phenomenal speakers who were not just industry folks, but we had the legal counsel for CMPD. We had um, 
history making representative from North Carolina, from Cabarrus County, Diamond Staten Williams, um, who who won a landmark election in Cabarrus County. And that's it, it just was a phenomenal women leadership conference. But then you talk about our trade show. It was our biggest trade show ever. Um, bigger space at uh, Park Expo and Liberty Hall. We had probably 1,700 attendees between the exhibitors and the participants. We had some children at the trade show because right. we had a carnival theme and so nice to see people bring their kids out with them. It was just a fantastic day and it's been a phenomenal first quarter. And, and I say that um, with you know our staff being down and we're getting fully staffed up here. We got some great folks who are coming on to um, our staff. And and I think you'll be talking with one of our new staff members in another episode. So it's just been a phenomenal quarter so far. You may know things differently because, you know, you were working it, but but yeah. it was flawless and kudos to you and staff. It, it was a fantastic event. Well, thank you. Um, I have to say that we don't do any of the trade show stuff without our supplier members and our supplier members showed up in an even larger fashion this year. Again, it was 25 more exhibits than we had in, in 2022. And so for, for us to have that and still have it be sold out, um, we gave away the great prizes that we always give away, $1,500 in cash prizes. Our featured exhibitors give away um, their own prizes. And it just... I couldn't be more happy about it. Um, we have to give an award to BH Management here pretty soon because they won the contest for um, right. Team Spirit with their outfits that they wore. And so it was just a great time. But, you know, we had to put that we put that in the, the win section. And then we're going on to the second quarter and trying to knock it out of the park for the second quarter. Well, I only say this just so that I can thank you uh, and speak for you know my side of the table as the supplier president for 2023. I've talked to a lot of suppliers about the events that we've had. And every conversation is just complimentary, uh, super happy. Uh, folks are getting what they need. They, they feel like they're getting the value for their membership, which is always important, right? But I mean, I know as a supplier member and as, as someone who's been on the Suppliers Council for a couple of years now, that we are getting the value. And, and I will always defend that position. We're just so grateful for what we get from the GCAA. So thank you very much for the work. Well, thank you. As, a, as an amazing Suppliers Council president, I appreciate that. Um, we should probably mention that the, the, the Suppliers Council is the former Products and Services Council That's and right. that name changed recently. And so we're pushing hard to get the message out so that people know that it's not the PSC anymore. It's the SC puts it in line with the State Suppliers Council, as well as the National Suppliers Council. So we'll, we'll take some time all year long to help people to not say PSC anymore. I don't know if we'll be saying SC because it sounds like South Carolina, but that's we'll right. figure something out. Calling ourselves a Suppliers Council. That's that's called progress. We're just moving along and speaking of progress. Yes. Let's talk about things that our executive director needs the membership to hear and know about, you know, for the rest of the year, but just topics that are, you know, top of mind, things that you want to share with us and get us knowledgeable on. Well, I, I want to first start out by saying that I don't know that many people know that we have um, a program that we're in partnership with Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools called our Access Program, Apartment Career Credentials that Empower Students to Succeed. Um, we partnered with Garinger High School in the East and West Mecklenburg High School in the West. 
And we've had, I think, probably now four or five classes um, along with those two schools. And we embedded our CAMT curriculum and our CALP curriculum, our leasing professional credential training, our maintenance tech credential training. And we had a class um, that just wrapped up literally last week. The students did their market survey um, presentations and they will be graduating here in another week or so. And we're just hopeful that those students get picked up by our our members to work in their leasing offices. Last year, we had an amazing group of students. And one of those students, she was the superstar of the class, um, as Mealy Felice Felice. Uh, She got hired by Pegasus Residential. She's working over at Dwell at Carmel. I think she just got a 98% on her secret shop. Ask for better than that. Um, And so we're doing what we need to do, I think, to fill the pipeline of the need for um, workers you know, entry-level workers, on-site team workers for our members. So that is top of mind for us. Um, The other thing is, you know, we have leasing and manager appreciation night coming up, which is one of our general meetings, and that's in May. And so that's going to be really outstanding because it's going to be a karaoke competition. And we know that we have people on-site who love to sing. We have suppliers who think they can sing. And we want people to come out to that at the Hawthorne and compete for prizes and show what talent they have. Um, And then I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that we have a golf tournament coming up. Our golf tournament still supports crisis assistance ministry. And so any raffle prizes that we sell there, um, we have a a charity hole that folks can pay for somebody to hit their their ball um, from the charity hole. And all of that money goes to crisis assistance ministry. Um, That golf tournament is sold out. It's been sold sold out out for four weeks now. Um, And I just am amazed at the fact that it's sold out. But uh, that's a testament to how much people want to get out and network and support charity, but also support the GCAA. And the golf tournament, historically, is always a good time. It is. I agree. I mean, from goal one, hole one to hole 18, um, people are having a great time, a lot of partying out there. But uh, I would say that traditionally, a lot of business is done on the golf course, and our members recognize that. And so if you're on a a team that has suppliers with you and owner-operators, please don't hesitate to do business with, with those owner-operators or suppliers. We really do push in our association, hiring a supplier, doing doing business with a member, and we want that to continue to be extended on the golf course. So while you're having fun, visiting the different holes, um, interacting with each other, do some business. And I always like to remind people, because you won't, and and I'll gladly do it for you, uh, not that you asked me to, but again, the golf tournament, which you guys are out there at dawn, setting up for so that we can get there shortly after dawn and be golfers or whatever we're going to be, you know, sponsors. But again, another all day event that's put on by the staff of the association doing the work from probably, I'm going to guess, 7 a.m. to 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. A successful all day event. You don't need to be reminded, but I like to remind the people. Well, I appreciate you you, uh, reminding. We definitely know it. because we feel it by about 5 p.m. I joked with the staff that I might um, invest in some some of those um, Hoka. I think that's the brand. Oh, yeah. really, those really good um, extra thick sole tennis shoes for them that's to right. wear around. Because honestly, that day is a lot of concrete and a lot of walking. But I will tell you, though, there's not a single event or activity class that we do where we're not having fun. Not a single one. Even 
a 14 hour day like trade show, we're still having fun. We still enjoy having time with each other and having fun with our members. I think each and every one of the team here would say that we really do love our interactions with our members. And that's the thing that gets us up in the morning. That's the thing that has us coming into the office. Um, That's the thing that has us going day in and day out is because we really do love the interactions with our membership. Well, so I want to back up real quickly, you know, on the topic that you were talking about prior to the uh, to the events that were coming up. I think the traditional way that we got people into this industry was sideways, was kind of accidental. They were residents or they were kids of people in the industry or they were food servers in restaurants. That, and so you pulled them in and they became maintenance assistants or or porters or they became leasing consultants. And a lot of those people are the leaders of this industry to this day. Yes. So, uh, you know, I remind folks that really isn't enough in this day and time. In 2023 and forward, we've got to be out in the marketplace. We've got to be in the schools. We've got to be educating people on what this industry does and what its value position is and pull people in, pull in the great candidates. That's exactly right, Bill. We can't be accidental recruiters anymore, right? right. And we have to be very intentional about um, looking at schools, looking at various programs. When I came here in 2018, um, the first, I think, conversations I had with the board and, and even the search committee was, you know, what do we need? What are the greatest needs for our industry? And a pipeline for the industry, a pipeline of skilled and qualified employees was the top, I think, at the top one or two needs for, for our association and for the industry. And that was the, the origin story for the access program. When I looked at our national credentialing program, um, CAM, T, CALP, CAM, CAS, and CAPS, and saw what an amazing training program we do have and all the curriculum and what that does for us in terms of an industry and making us stronger, it was, for me, a no-brainer to figure out how to plant this into high schools and just think of the fact that we have a lot of, I think probably 50% of high school graduates don't want to go on to college, don't want the debt burden associated with a college degree um, or that pathway, definitely don't want to go to the military, right? They want to choose to do that, not to be forced to do that. And so why wouldn't we provide an opportunity for those young people to come into our industry and to come in you know, with their youth? I mean, I don't know about you, Bill. I don't know a thing about TikTok. I don't want to know about TikTok. Right. Me TikTok neither. is annoying t- to me. Um, social media, I do it because I have to, not because I really want to. And you know, social media is a young person's game. Yeah. TikTok is a young person's game. All that marketing that our properties will benefit from and our suppliers will benefit from, that's a young person's game. So why not bring in young people with all of the expertise that they have because they were born with this stuff? Why not bring them in, teach them the the tools of the trade and the tricks of the trade by someone who's a senior person who's been around for a long time, partner that with what they already know, what they were born with, and get them in the industry and get them earning for us and provide housing and provide a career pathway and living wages. It's just the gift that, that keeps on giving. And I think we all know that our industry, jokingly, is like the mafia. Once you get in, you never want to get out. You never so, get out. 
<laughs> if we can get them in young, then we can raise them up in the industry and they can be, you know, the Amanda Kits of the world. They can be the Lisa Taylors of the world, the Perry Brands of the world, you know, the Tammy Fossens of the world, the John DeMarios, the Bill Clemens, the John Scott Trotters, the Russell Tindles. They can be the next big thing. Well, since you're name dropping, the only exception to that game that you just mentioned was Lisa Taylor in that she just has her own kids. And she yeah. just puts them in the industry automatically. So she's got three kids, three girls, three ladies in property management. That's so right. she's just she's creating her own internal payroll system. That's exactly right. And and ensuring that she has Social Security when she retires. Tammy Fossum's the same way, right? right. Tammy Fossum has a kid in the industry. Amanda Kitts has a kid in the industry. I mean, that's the thing. You know, if you can find a way to help your young people, your your offspring understand how great this industry is. I mean, what a better, what better legacy to leave? I totally agree. All right. So let's talk about for a second. Uh, the state AANC conference is coming up at the end of April. You mm-hmm. have the National Apartment Association Apartmentalized Conference coming yeah. up in June. It's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia this year. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you're listening and you still have a chance to talk to your people about letting you go, these are fantastic opportunities for you. I want to remind people, there was a time I didn't know when I wasn't as involved, right? So you get involved and you learn things. But I was on site at one point and I didn't know. I didn't know the the Greater Charlotte Apartment Association from any other association in the country. So can you, do you mind just quickly sharing with the listeners where we are, where the GCAA falls into the the state and the national associations, the size, the scope, our presence? Well, the first thing that that people should know is that the GCAA is the largest local affiliate in North and South Carolina. So that's a huge kudos right there to us. Um, Our footprint of 11 counties, 10 of those counties in North Carolina, one in South Carolina being York County. Um, So we're part of the National Apartment Association's Metro 30. Um, Those are apartment associations that have more than 100,000 apartment homes in their portfolio. Um, We will be at 200,000 here probably by the end of the year if all the COs um, happen as they should in Charlotte and in the region. Um, In addition to that, you know, we're the largest affiliate in the North Carolina and South Carolina network. Um, We have members who serve on the Apartment Association of North Carolina Board of Directors. We have um, active members who participate and chair um, committees and councils for the AENC. We also have representatives who sit on the South Carolina Apartment Association boards. Then when you talk about the National Apartment Association, we have members who go on to serve on committees, to chair committees. I chair the National Apartment Association Education Institute's program um, administration committee, which does all of the administration and policy making for the credentialing program, um, looking at pass rates and fail rates and pricing and all those things. Um, and then obviously we've had a lot of people over the years who have served in various leadership positions with the National Partner Association, um, including Mary Beth Woodard, who we've had on the show before. Mary Beth was the very first woman to serve as NAA's board chair. You got ever. Lisa Taylor. Yeah, ever, ever in the history of NAA. So she um, she broke the glass ceiling for for all of us women. And, you know, we stand on her shoulders and we're so glad to have her still be actively involved um, with us as an association with our Education Foundation. You got Lisa Taylor with Star, who you just mentioned. Lisa is the board chair for the Apartment Association of North Carolina. 
um, just there's just a deep um, history of us being participatory um, at the state level and at the national level. Um, we also, you know, many people don't know, we used to administer the Apartment Association of North Carolina right out of the GCAA. Our staff members did all the accounting and did all the registrations for things. And, you know, back in, a, in about 2018, they broke off and created their own office and, and all of that stuff. I, I should correct myself, 2016, they broke off and created their own office. And so, you know, we're, we're very active. And I would say that, you know, we tend to try and lead the way on some of the policy issues from a legislative perspective, because a lot of crazy things happen in Mecklenburg County. Um, and when the crazy things happen here, we figure it's only um, so much longer before those things happen in other parts of North Carolina. And we don't want to be blamed for anything weird happening to other municipalities. So That's we right. take it very seriously that we step up on government affairs issues and we inform the rest of the state. Um, and then we work strategically to make sure that nothing um, weird or out of sorts happens to the industry because we fail to act. That's right. All right. Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners that's top of mind for you going into spring and summer? So I would like to say that um, while it's not final, I, I know that the next gen committee is in the works of trying to figure out how to do a meetup for all of the GCAA members who will be attending the apartmentalized conference um, in Atlanta with NAA. So Dana Flaherty chairs that that committee along with Madeline Irvin with Blue Ridge. And so I know that that's in the works a little bit. The other thing is we got reverse trade show that's going to be coming back this year. We haven't had a reverse trade show in the last five years. You know, COVID put the kibosh on that. Um, and so our reverse trade show where our owner operator members set up their tables and, and get their booths together and the suppliers get to interact with them and learn about them and figure out how to do business with them. So that'll be coming in August. So people should keep a lookout for that. Our new construction bus tour, which always happens in September, um, the international, it's going to be the international bus tour. I jokingly said we should have a logo that looks like the old International House of Pancakes. Yes. I don't, I don't think it will happen. <laughs> Come on. I don't think it will happen. I think most people will be like, what is that? I don't know what what's the International House of Pancakes because, you know, it's IHOP now. So I don't I don't know that anybody will know, know what that is. Um, but we just have a, a lot going on. We, we put our head down and do a lot of things. Folks should keep an eye out for the Bravo nominations. Those will open up um, on July 1. And we are just a little bit away from finalizing the theme of the Bravo Awards for this year. Um, we are not quite set on the location, but we know it'll be a different location from last year. We will not be at last year's location. So folks should be excited, hopefully, to, to see a new location, um, a better location. But yeah, just a lot of stuff going on. And I look forward to having people learn and, and get to meet our new Government Affairs Director, uh, Lindsay Reeser, when she's on um, hopefully the next episode or an episode after that. Yes. So, all right, well. I mean, I think, you know, because you're the boss that things sometimes get a little weird on the podcast because I make it that way, not because the guests make it that way. So <laughs> here's how we're going to close. I'm going to give you multiple choice. You can choose your final question from the following categories. I'm making this up as I go along. Can you tell? You ready? I know this about you with the podcast. <laughs> All right. So you get to pick music, vacation or food. What's your topic? Mm, I don't know, Bill. I like them all. I'll go with food. Okay, let's go foods. What What is your never get enough love 
to have, but don't all don't often don't always have to have it. What's your indulgence? What's your favorite food? What do I do? Okay, so if if calories and pounds were not an issue, and if oh, I yeah. was gonna be 50 this year and trying to figure out how to burn away the COVID pounds. Right. I am a huge fan of Haagen-Dazs pistachio ice cream. Mm. I've loved it since I was a kid. And it's like my weakness. It is that one thing that if I walk past the frozen section in any supermarket and I see it, I will grab it. And I'll grab like three of them because you never know when I might want it, even though I probably eat them like today, tomorrow and the day after. Um, but I just do. So I don't walk through the ice cream section at grocery stores because I don't want to be tempted because that is a temptation that I cannot withstand. And so, and that's because it's got to be a thing where even if you didn't think it made sense, if you saw it for, for breakfast, you would eat it. If you saw it at lunch, you would eat it. If you saw it in the middle of the night, you would eat it. I do, in fact, love it. It makes me feel good while I'm eating it. I also don't even feel guilty after I'm done eating it. And that's the testament to the fact that if I have two more in the freezer, that I'll go back the next day. And that next day, I don't feel guilty. And then that third day, and I feel kind of sad when they're all gone. I'm like, (laughs) why did I eat them all? Because now I want more. Um, However, again, because I'm in the season of you're going to be 50 this year, Kim. You want to be 50 and fabulous, air quotes, um, that you have to do better and you have to leave the haagen pistachio ice cream alone. Yeah. I do hope that the haagen people hear this and that they decide to send me a case of it because I will take it. Thank you very much. I don't think they'll hear it, but if they do, I'll take a case or two. They might They might make you like their their spokesperson. Would you do they it? Can do that. They can do that as well. I would definitely put some money in the coffers of the pack from what I get from, from this, but, you know, uh, side note, there is a rental housing Alliance pack fundraiser coming up on June 15th is going to be, I heard it's going to be at old Mecklenburg brewery. Marcy Williams with RKW residential is our pack fundraising chair. And she is heading this up and more details will come about that. But June 15th, Somebody's going to get an invitation. I hope you say yes to it. Come on out and support the pack. We need it. That's fantastic. Listen, Kim Graham, Executive Director of the GCAA, we so much appreciate your time. I know that you're very busy. We definitely appreciate it. I speak for the listeners when I say thank you very much for the effort this morning, and thank you for being on Morning Perks. Thank you for having me, and thank you for being a great host, Bill. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Morning Perks. Our podcast airs every other Wednesday at 7 a.m. Keep up with all things GCAA by following our Facebook and Instagram pages. You can also refer to our website at greatercaa.org for more information regarding registering for upcoming events, sponsorships, and educational opportunities. Thanks for listening and have a fantastic day. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator.